Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. Uh, so glad that um, you've joined us again. And this is round two. We are going to have another conversation group. So much uh, fun the first time. And I shouldn't say the first time. We've done conversation groups before here, but it's been a little while. And um, there's always such a great response to it. So I'm grateful to have back on the podcast, Melinda Schmidt. Welcome Hi. back. Hey. Uh, Mark Bretta, welcome back. Hey, hey, good to be here. <laughs> Michelle Van Loon, welcome back. Thanks for having me again. And actually, I'm going to ask each of you, and you didn't know I was going to do this. Give me uh, two or three sentences. You know, if someone's like, uh, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Because <laughs> I, I didn't give bio or say anything. So whoever has their who are you, um, give me a hand raise and I'll call on you first. I know. Well, I think I author Michelle should be ready. <laughs> so I think you're right, Melinda. I think you're right, Michelle. So I write stuff. I have a lot to say. And um, one of my very favorite things in the world is just to sit around with friends and talk. So this is a win. And okay, I'm going to ask you two quick questions. Your latest book title translating your past and now the subtitle is long this might take up the rest of the podcast uh. <laughs> <laughs> seriously finding meaning in family ancestry genetic clues and generational trauma and mm. if you want to know which of those three gets people's attention it's number three yeah so so the generational I'm, trauma I'm part surprised. is, is the, the thing that I've had um, yeah. the most conversations about, and I'm glad to do it because it opens a door for Absolutely. people to tell their stories. Can you, I just okay. say too, yeah. I, I think it's a great book and it's, I say great because it's a wonderful introductory book to me. Mm -hmm for those who are, who are saying something's not right with my family. And I'm not sure why mm. it's not super heavy and laden, but it is well-researched. And I think the stories within the book are very supportive and helpful to read and to take in. So I just thought it was a tremendous um, book for those who are just beginning to wonder about where they've come from and trying to figure quote, figure some things out. <laughs> Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yep. And, and I'll post it in Thank the show, you. the link to it in the show notes. Um, Michelle, se second question for you, actually, I also oh. wanted to have you say a word about you've just launched something new along with a couple of wonderful women called the sage forum. If I'm correct, mm -hmm. I signed up, I get the newsletter and I will post a link also in the show notes for others to get, go and sign up, but tell, just give a little blurb about that as well. You know, spiritual growth in the second half of our lives 
Um, a lot of times we kind of, the default setting is you do what you learned when you're younger and you keep doing it till you die and hopefully you'll get better at it. But things change as we get older. Now the basic disciplines of learning to walk with God, those, those don't change, but life changes. We change and we, we face losses. We, we face changes in our family, health challenges, caregiving, the list goes on and on. And so the sageforum.com and the newsletter that we've just started to um, mail out um, via email kind of creates some space for people to think more deeply about a particular topic. And we're going to be having some book clubs and some other in-person gatherings, hopefully down the road. Um, so nice. we'll see what happens. It's it's the subject will not leave me alone. I would like maybe to think about other things, but it keeps following me around like a stray dog. And so I am paying attention to it. Frankly, I'm glad it's following you okay. around like a stray dog. So yeah, it's good. Uh, okay. So that Michelle, Mich Michelle gave uh, the rest of you a time to think of your two or three sentences. Yes, here. you're so welcome. <laughs> So, so Melinda does not look ready. Mark, I'll go to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I am a freelance media producer. So I help with um, various radio broadcasts and podcasts, almost anything tech related, website related. Um, I work with different uh, clients and people on that. Um, I'm a Chicago to Nashville transplant. And, um, and also I lead worship occasionally and do music. My latest performance was at a Mexican restaurant doing karaoke. Oh, fun. Ooh, fun. <laughs> fun. Wow. Oh, thank you for that. That's great. Appreciate that. And Melinda. Uh, okay. Um, well, I used to do a radio show with Anita and co-host that called Midday Connection for Moody Radio for years. And, um, since 2015, I've not been doing that and have done some other things that I enjoyed very much. I worked at Wheaton College at their grad school for years. Mm. And last year I worked at the Fountains at the Carlotta in Palm Desert, California, mm. and I was a concierge and I loved it. I loved solving problems and working with residents and the staff. So that was very, those have been different kinds of job opportunities for me that uh, I really turned out that I really enjoyed them. Um, I'm a transplant mm. from the Chicago area to Southern California and, um, kind of figuring that out. My parents mm -hmm. moved here in the eighties. We loved it, loved coming out and, uh, it was always my dream to come on out. And, um, it's been kind of different as it has all un been unveiled. And so we're kind of figuring out, uh, where to next here, there, anywhere. Don't know. So that's all where right. we're at. Nice. Thank you. Oh, thought that was fun just to kind of get a little intro to, to all of you um, in your own words. So thank you. And we're going to just have a little conversation group. We're going to start out with a light question and maybe end with a light one with some meat in between. Um, and so let's, let's start out with speaking of meat in between, let's start out with what's your favorite sandwich. <laughs> 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 Good transition. What's your favorite sandwich? 
Um, who I had to think about this one a little bit. Uh, yeah. Who, who ha was that an easy or hard one? I, Curious. I'm, so for me, there's, I mean, I thought it was easy. And then I thought of another sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You can have but, two. <laughs> yeah. The first one, I think my default usually is like a good meatball sub. Oh, uh, yeah, really? I like a heated mm. meatball with okay. provolone. Oh. And yeah, I think that is um, probably my first go-to. The other one I thought of was like a Philly cheesesteak, which, you know, you have, really have to find a good place if you're not in Philly mm -hmm. to get one. Okay. All um, right. But yeah, those are probably my first go-to sandwiches i think all mm. right oh thanks oh I, I never would have guessed either of those so that, that's fun uh who who else okay yeah, well, i'm a hot i'm a hot sandwich person generally mm. speaking give mm -hmm. me a grilled cheese or cheese mm. gooing all over something um yep. also portillo's roast beef sandwich. oh yes, <laughs> yes. With all that juice on it and cheese cut in half yum mm -hmm. um but i also have my favorites at jersey mike's and jimmy john's and, oh yeah. but i don't like to really make a sandwich on my own it's like mm -hmm. salads i like salads but i don't right. want to make one if it's in a restaurant it's perfect so mm -hmm. mostly it's sandwiches others have made <laughs> oh I, that's i that's so interesting also thank you all right uh michelle what about you well i have a question yeah, this is a category question. <laughs> Some people do not believe hot dogs are a sandwich. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm not one of those people. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hot dogs are not a sandwich. Are hot dogs a sandwich? Mark, what do you think? Mark, and, please. Well, it's, it's so funny because I had just seen a meme about this. Yes, and I actually was me. like, oh, is it? I mean, it's bread around meat. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, but. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know what's the proper definition of a I, sandwich, I, I guess. I'm Googling this. It, it feels yes. very complicated because not everybody thinks that a hot dog wanna, is a sandwich. I want to ask the only sandwich a very king guy. specific kind of hot dog. It has to be mm. a Chicago yeah. style Vienna beef, okay, sure. kosher yeah. hot dog on a poppy yes. seed bun, mm -hmm. dragged through the garden. Yes. <laughs> celery salt is not mm. optional. You exactly. Must be sprinkled with celery salt. Yes. You can leave off the little hot peppers, though. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I always just hand them to my husband because he likes them. But if I was going to the electric chair, that would be my last meal. Wow. Sandwich or not. I love wow. them. They're, they're gross. I know. Like, oh, if you I don't think know. about what a hot dog might contain yeah. it's kind of gross but i love them so much mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's my and favorite what about you anita hot? hey pause i i looked this up those who voted for a hot dog being a sandwich are not without support the u.s department of agriculture describes sandwich as a meat or poultry fill filling between two slices of bread bun or biscuit so bun. by definition hot dog is a i stand right. corrected Excellent. Thank you. Anita, Very good. How about you? Wow. Well, um, after, after all that, um, you know, I'm a big, uh, a Jimmy John. I, I was, and I still am big Jimmy John's Turkey Tom, no tomato with sprouts. Mm. Well, they don't, they don't serve sprouts anymore. They had too much oh. of an issue with salmonella and they would have to take them off them. Then they give, wow. you know, 
come and go. So I just had a Turkey Tom, no tomato with cucumbers. That's my next best thing. And I do like that. And I love Jimmy John's bread. I guess that's what I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I do love that. And I'm a big fan of a good Turkey sandwich. Um, but I have found another sandwich down here that I love at a place called, um, first watch. It's a breakfast lunch place. And they have a market vegetarian sandwich with, uh, crimini, crimini, how do you say it? Mushrooms. Yeah. One of the, those ways mushrooms sauteed and with a uh, sauteed little, uh, diced zucchini and with a pesto mayonnaise on Ooh. some kind of whole grain bread. And then I have tomato soup with it. And, oh, I love that sandwich yeah. so much. Mm. Yeah. Oh man. I'm, I'm Sandwiches. all salivated up now. <laughs> I know we go from hot dog to okay. cheesy, delicious things yeah. to something that sounds like virtue with all <laughs> that's vegetarian. No, yeah, I know. Which most of my sandwiches do not sound like virtue. So I felt so good sharing that one. I was happy I <laughs> yeah. found any vegetarian thing. It was, anyway. All right. All right. Now let's dig in. Let's dig into mm. the other stuff. Mark, we're going to, we're going to go with your question. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have it up in front of you there and mm -hmm. we'll let, yep. let you ask it. Yeah. So I've been sitting for this for a little while now. And so even preparing for today, I didn't know exactly where to land on it, but it's around the topic of self-awareness mm -hmm. and just being aware, even in first in your own life in your own person in your own journey just being aware of whether it's how you act or how you say things or do you have a filter on or is being honest and authentic mean you don't have a filter or you know stuff like that and to the point that I'm still sort of analyzing where I sit on on that topic I mean like I know or I feel that I am a self-aware person hopefully or I strive to be and and I don't know if it's just stress or circumstances where I feel like the people around me whether it's people I work with or people that I uh, that I visit with aren't as self-aware and so then where does that pendulum for me swing into going back to being judgmental which I again trying not to be a ju judgmental person as a self-aware person but now it's like, well, why aren't you thinking about mm. your circumstances or your surroundings or the way you act or the way you carry out a task? And, you know, and so then, you know, I guess the compound question is, what can I do or what can you as an individual do if you feel like you're self-aware mm. to help the other person either, you know, help them along in their self-awareness journey or help them be more of a thinker and not just a doer or doing things on a whim. I, I mean, I wish I had an example. I'm still trying to think of an example. Of something, I'm thinking but... you must have an example. Yeah, or that's, that's something happened, and there's a name here at least, yeah. but we right. will not say it on the podcast. Right. It, right. it sounds like something happened and it got you thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it has to do with um, whether it's clients I work with or organizations that I work with where they do this task and it seems all inward to them. Mm -hmm. Like all they're thinking about is themselves and not thinking about mm -hmm. how it affects 
other people on the team or how it affects even how a person, how you treat the other person. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I just, and, and then it starts to irritate me where it's like, well, how can I be more of a helpful person to make them realize, okay, the way you said that or the way you're talking to us isn't right. I mean, and, and is that subjective or is mm -hmm. something clearly right or wrong in the way you treat others? Mm. I looked Good up a question. definition too, and I, I, because I don't know if it would be helpful to the conversation. I think we know what self-awareness is, but just from the dictionary standpoint, self-awareness is a conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. Hmm. And I found that helpful. Um, Isn't one of our big pet peeves though, Anita, when I hear you read that. Yeah. Was there more there that you were going to say? Well, it just the le final sentence, it's, it's in quotes. It says the process. So there must be a process to self. The process can be painful, but it leads to greater mm. self-awareness. It's a sentence trying to explain it in, you know, put it in context, I guess. Yeah. But isn't one of our pet peeves, this very thing, Mark and everybody else mm -hmm. that it's just like, why is the driver in front of us? Not self-aware. Hmm. you know, noticing their surroundings, that they're in a context, that they're in a world that's bigger than they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we struggle with, like politically and in our faith and in our everyday relationships. It's like, they don't get it. Are they awake? Mm -hmm. Are they awake to themselves? Do they mm -hmm. see that they are in a campfire with other people, not in a silo mm -hmm. by themselves? Yeah. I mean, so one example, more broader in the world example that came to mind is you remember, and this is a while ago, culturally already pop culturally when the Will Smith, Chris rock incident oh, yeah. at the Academy yeah. Awards, mm -hmm. like Will Smith had a social media image reputation, like the friendliest guy, the nicest, the nicest mm -hmm. guy, the happiest videos were, you know, were always on there. And then this incident happens at the uh, at the Academy Awards, and he took the steps to the stage to assault Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. I mean, the awareness of that you're not only in the room of thousands of people of your mm -hmm. peers, but you are on the global stage in the media. This is going across broadcast worldwide, and you do that not thinking of the ramifications. Now, mm -hmm. granted. There's, you know, there's, you, you, we saw the spectrum of opinion, mm -hmm. you know, he was standing up for his wife. Right. And, I think and, that know, was part of his self-awareness was his wife sitting next to him. And part of his awareness was I'm married to her mm -hmm. and you yeah. don't talk about her that way. You don't make a joke, mm -hmm. right. but you we can see where it gets dicey. Right. And so like, is it, was it the time and place to do that? Mm -hmm. Or could he have talked to Chris later? You know, now granted, mm -hmm. I get the whole thing of celebrity and Chris would have had the final word if he didn't do anything, mm -hmm. but was this the way to take care of it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, to, to flip it, you know, is you're wondering what your responsibility is for the, the people who don't appear to have any insight into their motivations or their behavior, mm. what, what's your responsibility to them? What does the golden rule look like in that? Is it just leaving them alone and 
doing kind of a note to self? Or hmm. is there a way to kind of break through the facade in a gentle or maybe not so gentle, probably not slapping somebody's face in front of millions of people, but mm-hmm. is there a, like, what's the responsibility for you who might see something that you can say something about? Can you, should you? Right. And I think about road rage. Mm-hmm. You speak to someone and help them get self-aware quote. <laughs> Right. You know, these days I'm thinking of that, um, that phrase, if I can't change it, I can't control it. And it's not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Then I need to let go because really who can we change? Who can we change? You know, yeah. Can we control, is it our responsibility? And that's kind of the heartbreak of it when you're standing there and you're like, I can't do anything about this. And this is Mm -hmm. like mean or untoward or even cruel or whatever. Yeah. Well, though, that's interesting. I I do think we bear a responsibility sometimes to speak up. Whether we can change, depending on who all is involved in the moment. I I think I, I, I'm not sure I was going to say that until you use the word cruel or, you know, and I'm thinking if I'm witnessing something like that, then maybe I have a responsibility to speak up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But could I, would I have the internal strength to do it is maybe another question, you know? Um, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think of, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you um was it michael vick that had you know the dog oh yeah yeah no yeah okay should not be happening but i think in the everyday which it seemed like you were talking about mark Mm -hmm. um with the people we interact with yeah i mean if we see domestic violence or cruelty Mm -hmm. to people or animals or even politically you know Mm -hmm. writing our legislators you know those are times to step in but I guess it's these other everyday things I kind of right. wonder. Yeah, I mean, the difficult parts are, you know, it's, it's the degree of the situation mm-hmm. and right. also maybe kind of the degree of your relationship with that person right. and how you there know you them yeah. and are they open? Because, you know, mm-hmm. I could step, I could speak up and I have spoken up at times, but if they're not going to hear it at that point, at what point do I then just take the step back mm-hmm. and, you know, hope they grow or mm-hmm. maybe find a different time and place to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's again, again, that self-awareness, hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> to know and discern right. that this is the right time and place to do it. Well, it all feels like confrontation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's easier just to shut your eyes, roll past. It's easier in short term it may not be healthy for your soul or for theirs, you know, it's, Mm. um, for me in, in this environment, I just had to do this, or I felt that I needed to do this. Um, somebody had said something that was kind of racist and Mm. I said, that's kind of racist you know, that's never going to make you somebody's BFF, you know, if you call someone on it. But 
for the sake of self-awareness um, for on their part, at least now they've got a little, a new filter that you have just introduced, in, you know, into their brain um, that they may, they may have to think differently, but it, it's not going to make the person um, my friend, you know, mm -hmm. because I called them on it. So um, living that way to be prepared to step into something that's going to feel like a confrontation um, is very depleting also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think sad because um, isn't like a psychological definition um, that good, that maturity is the ability to self critique. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you think about um, even in our world of faith, the, the leaders who have not been able to critique their church when they're called out or themselves, you yes. know, right. Um, yes. You know, on so many levels. And I think Mark, for me, I look at the person and I say, oh, you're just not there. You're mm -hmm. just not, you know, really you're coming off kind of bombastic or you're doing mm -hmm. your own thing, but you're really immature and you're underdeveloped. Right. And I don't feel judging. I feel like, well, that's who you are. And this is who I'm working with or relating mm -hmm. with. Right. And mm -hmm. so it does give me a little bit of compassion. And I know I can ask God's spirit to do mm -hmm. the changing. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but it does give me an insight sometimes into who that, who that person is. They're showing me who they are. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they may think they're right and everything else, but you know, inside I'm going, Oh, honey. Yeah. The, the <laughs> temptation <laughs> is sometimes to think, well, I'm the pride. We'll just call it what it is. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I thank God I'm not like that person, you know, um, even if we don't fully articulate it, that's kind of, that's the secret little other part that has to do with our own self-awareness, yeah. you know, to be able to stay humble and to recognize, um, you know, growth is uneven in every buddy's life. We're not like a tree with rings that grow, um, you know, concentrically outward at, at the same rate every year and in every mm. area. So, That's what gives me compassion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> mm. One of the things that I think about and Mark, I think you mentioned it as you were sort of setting up the question. Um, you, Oh, I can't, I can't remember how you said it, but something about is, is authenticity, the same mm. self-awareness or mm -hmm. what we're, so I think about our current, um, climate in our world and maybe let's just narrow it down to our country. Um, mm -hmm. and I feel like, um, what, what, what I might've said in the past was people had more self-awareness and I don't think that that has necessarily changed. What has changed is the permission mm -hmm. to mm. spew Right. or, you know, maybe there's a better way to say it, uh, but, yeah. but, um, we've been given permission by leaders, uh, uh, social media gives us some buffer mm -hmm. or anonymity or whatever. I'm like all kinds of reasons, mm -hmm. yeah. but, um, I think that has also exacerbated what maybe we would say is self-awareness, mm -hmm. but it's, it's even bigger than that. I think. Mm -hmm. Right. Erupting erupting, mm -hmm. reacting, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even there, you know, we're, we're able to reflect on, um, their self-awareness and yeah. being self-aware. Do they realize who they're mm-hmm. saying this to and the liberties they're taking on social well, media? What mm-hmm. about this question? What about aging people? And I'm thinking, cause I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm aging <laughs> who loot, you know, you've talked about this too, Mark, uh, who the, the filter starts to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what if that's, what if you can't control that, you know, and I don't know the answer to that. And I don't know, can it be controlled? I don't, I hope I've not reached that yet, but, <laughs> but, but maybe there's an understanding because we see mm-hmm. someone start shifting and changing and people around that person maybe go, oh, that they can't help it. Or I don't know. I, right. Michelle, thoughts on that. I see you kind of nodding. <laughs> well, I don't have always the very best filter to begin with, which can be an asset because what you see is what you get. Um, But it can also be um, a lot of mopping up and cleaning up Hmm. when I go home and go. But but that's self-awareness though. Right. Right. right? What did I just say? But, but um, if there's no mopping up or cleaning up, yeah, well, there's no self-awareness. I probably yeah. need a bigger mop, but the, <laughs> um, but the, the sense of um, compassion and to recognize that someone in their eighties um, who is maybe not in good health there, you know, there might be a whole spectrum of things that is stripped away the filters mm-hmm. Um recently someone was telling me um, about a a woman that they knew who was very um, dignified and ladylike throughout her life, pristine manners, pristine behavior, um, just just kind of an exemplar of of a dignified lady who um, was diagnosed with dementia and this other Mm -hmm. side of hers, especially before she was diagnosed, these other things started happening that were very unfiltered. And those around her weren't even aware that she harbored, you know, Mm. a coarse word or a coarse thought or, or something mean, or Mm -hmm. she drifted into bullying and, um, the space between when that stuff started popping up and when she received a diagnosis and was in some decline um, was filled with um, a lot of confusion for the people around her. And so we never know mm-hmm. what somebody is going through. We never, they can seem right. fine um, and, but they're not fine you know, for uh, all kinds of reasons. And, um, and I'm thinking of kids, you know, when when we talk about aging, we're all in an age, I'm thinking of kids on the playground Mm -hmm. and the things that are said. Um, I'm thinking of my daughter's in her thirties and something that a acquaintance of her just said recently. So I think that this is with us throughout Mm -hmm. our whole lives and because of insecurities, wounding childhood Mm -hmm. trauma, you know, who wants to be a pill or a Mm self-absorbed person, but from the get-go, when we are children, we, we are birthed and we're 
cooing little babies, but within a few years, you know, that can change. And I think it's something Mm -hmm. we struggle with in Mm -hmm. every season Mm -hmm. of our lives. Mm -hmm. And sometimes at the end of life, it's provoked by illness that comes Mm -hmm. with that stage of life. Mm -hmm. But sometimes kids with undiagnosed mental illnesses are saying things, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that we don't understand until they're diagnosed 12 years later. And then we go, Oh, that's why they were the way they were. This makes me think of the spiritual practice of the examine. Mm-hmm. And also what we maybe as people of a, of Christian faith, um, other people do this as well, but, but a wonderful practice is to be reflective about your life at the end of a day, mm-hmm. you know, just to mm-hmm. go back and look over a day yeah. as simple as what was the high point? What was the mm-hmm. low point? And okay. What was that low point about? And how, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was who, who was I in those moments? Who was I in those moments? Thank, yeah. thank you, Melinda. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I like so that, that might be that's a very worthwhile practice um yeah being able to reflect is really powerful to self-reflect and to also um, be able to receive compassion in that reflection so that you've got some you know something in the tank for the jerky driver in front of you and you know yeah. yeah Totally. the mean person yeah you know at the store or the a co-worker that says something harsh so yeah. there are reasons why people yeah are the way they are and also kind of points to the enneagram doesn't it mm-hmm. what your oh, type is yes mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. back to mark's point in the beginning or someone someone said this about you know what kind of a relationship do we have and if we build a deeper relationship mm-hmm. might we have the earn the the right to be, to engage mm-hmm. a little bit more deeply with them and ask some questions that might lead to some self-awareness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, all right. Well, let's, let's wrap our time with one final little lightweight question. All right, Mark, thanks for bringing that. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks. It's a little sandwich, as we mentioned at the front end. So let's let's wrap this up with um, what chore is your least favorite? What chore is your least favorite? I will start us out because I immediately knew my least favorite is changing the sheets on beds. Really? Oh, I hate it. And maybe it's, we have, a, we have a split King. And so it's like even more and, and a adjustable oh. bed. It feels even more, but so I never do you have liked two it. twin sheets, two then? twin sheets and oh, one King is... flat. How do you and... get in the middle there? Oh, you just, there's space. There's, I don't oh, know. Okay. You just do it. And it's just, <laughs> it's just a pain. I don't know. I didn't like it though. Before that, I just never liked changing the sheets and that's a pain. I think that's my chore. I don't like, so who else? My chore is all housework. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> the answer is yes. yes. I'm a seven. On, my answer, I'm a seven on the Enneagram and that is certainly mundane, boring work. So that's it. just anathema. That's but okay. if I had to choose one, it would be the floors. Oh. And thank you, God, that I married a Western Pennsylvanian who they love cleaning. <laughs> They, a painter once said to me, um, people in Pennsylvania wash their walls every spring in the Midwest. They call a painter to paint them. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so anyway, he work is, and he's also an ESTJ and work is a way to relax for them. Oh. So mm. Dave loves scrubbing a floor or vacuuming. Oh, thank you. God. Uh, to younger people listening, if there are any to the podcast, uh, <laughs> find out uh, your potential spouses, Myers-Briggs and their Enneagram type <laughs> before <That's writing>. <laughs> See if you can find somebody who likes washing walls and oh, floors. Oh, that's so good. Oh, thank you. Okay. Melinda. How about you, thing. Michelle? <laughs> oh, I have very low standards for housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. So that that's actually made my life easier because I'm like, that's it's great. fine. It's okay. It's good enough. Um, but if I had to pick a task that I especially loathe, it is, this is going to sound really small. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but I hate emptying the dishwasher with the fire oh. of a thousand suns. Yes. Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. I hate wow. it. Oh. I don't know why. I've actually timed it to see how long <laughs> it takes. Cause I'm like, is my, is my hate connected with the fact that it's using some of my limited one wild and wonderful life <laughs> and it takes Michelle, like two yes. and a half minutes i know i have also thing. timed this it's nothing i have set the timer on alexa to oh. time how long it takes me it's nothing i detest this and so That's, does dave listen but, folks oh. i will come and I will unload your dishwasher if you will come and make my beds up clean. I, I don't love Deal. changing the sheets either, really, okay. but All I right. don't time it. But I'm you don't like, time it's it. two minutes. I can oh. do this, but oh. I know <laughs> you, Mark. I am so curious, Mark. No. <laughs> well, yeah, Mark. So well, first of all, I'm thankful that you all are my friends and are self aware. <laughs> are we making you things. look good? <laughs> right. Well, I'm actually surprised that. None of you said cleaning the toilet. Oh, like that is my deal. No. Well, it's the I don't know what it is about. <laughs> I, I mean, granted, I think I just and it's fun, the funny thing is I think I figured this out um, recently is for some reason like you know the rings the the dark rings on the water. And it might be because of the hard water mm -hmm. in this area, but I felt like it was just constantly happening. Like this mm -hmm. did not happen at home in Chicago, mm -hmm. and I felt like. It's always taking off the spray and then having to do the brush. Like, I don't want to touch the brush and just everything touching <laughs> or the everything. pumice stone. I've had to do what? a pumice stone here. What? Because it's, wow. Well, when we got this house, whoever was here before, it like had some kind of lime or hard water deposit. And I've had to use a pumice stone. Oh, I'd get a new wow. toilet. Get it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not like, going in there I like with a pumice stone. No, no. <laughs> Lower your standards and get a new toilet. That's yeah. the oh, right thing. Oh, right. are amazing. <laughs> anyway, okay, carry on, Mark. Sorry. Yes, right. go but on. No, that's, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. It's like just, I mean, there's something fulfilling when it gets done, but the fact that I had to do it all the time <sighs> and why the toilet? Like, I'm fine <laughs> with wiping down the bathtub, the kitchen sink, cleaning off the stove, <laughs> but just something about the toilet that... <sighs> I don't know. It just grosses me out. 
That's great. Oh, I love that. Probably some psychologists listening to us. I know. Well. Right? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. It's cleaning toilet. Yeah. If you're Eight listening, can you give bad. me the lowing floor. Friends, email me and tell me the profile on Mark, <laughs> Melinda, and Michelle, producer at anyhostrea.com. You know, it'd be interesting if listeners sent in what they're least favorite chore thing is, is. like right, yeah. let's, let's find hear out it. if we have company let's yeah. hear you it hate yes. seeing the dishwasher thank you there all you right go. that's good that's good michelle i appreciate that i yeah. do want to know actually i do want to hear <laughs> oh my goodness well we've gone from the ridiculous to the not sublime to the hard question and back to the ridiculous again all right <laughs> a good sandwich it's a good sandwich. thank you melinda thank you hey you guys thanks so much it's always fun to talk with you and uh fun and great content too so thanks so much appreciate you all good to be here yes definitely. and to everyone else keep the conversation going